0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill.
1: Welcome to Dolphins Week, and welcome to another episode of It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. Mapo V from Channel Seven, joined as always by Sal Capaccio. We're getting you ready for a matchup of two undefeated teams, two and O taking on two and O as the Bills travel to what's the official title? Miami Gardens, Florida. That's where this. That's where the stadium. That's is? what I've been putting into my
2: weather app all week. Miami Gardens, because of this, to make sure to see what the weather's going to be like down in the field.
1: I made a tragic mistake last year. This will be, I think, my third or fourth time at Hard Rock Stadium, but last year I wore a suit. You go to these games, I figure, wear a suit. That's what I do when I go on TV. And, oh my goodness, was it a dumb decision. I remember walking through the parking lot, because they have you park actually pretty far away. Walking through the parking lot with all of the equipment that I have in a suit, I felt like I jumped into a pool And then after the game, when I went back onto the field to do everything for the six o'clock news and the 11 o'clock news and everything, what a dumb decision this year. I'm just throwing a polo in a bag and we're going to give it a go. Whatever. Sorry, TV. I'm just going to be comfortable this year. That's what you should
2: do, because when you have these games in September, we talked about this, going to LA and going to Miami in September, not ideal. You'd, you'd like, from our, our standpoint, our pers- like um to be uh, selfish to go in December, right? When it's mm-hmm. colder here, you want it warmer there, but it is warm. And by the way, speaking of the weather there, it's going to be your typical South Florida day. If people are going down, and I know a lot of people who are listening to this are going to the game, maybe flying down, maybe you live down in the Southeast somewhere in the United States, you're headed to the game. It's going to be a typical... 85 degree humid day with thunderstorms around in the area. So last year that actually it actually did rain for a little while when it didn't mm-hmm. seem like it was, but that's typical for South Florida. So it's going to be that hot and steamy weather that you're used to and that what you had down there, Matt. So I don't blame you. Um uh, definitely well, what are you doing? A little polo then? A little polo um light. So you wearing yes. shorts, you're wearing flip-flops. What are you doing?
1: Uh, so I thought about this, and this is a great question. <laughs> so when I go golfing. I wear a polo and I wear shorts, but I figure to work, if I'm not going to be outside for the entire day, I should probably still wear pants with the polo as opposed to just shorts. So the current plan is a polo, a pair of golf pants, and then a pair of like, you know, those shoes that people wear that aren't like dress shoes, but they're also not sneakers, like an in-between shoe, not an athletic shoe. I have a couple pairs. Sure. That that's going to be my basic plan. And I'm just going to make sure that I completely don't melt. And Oh, by the way, a little bit of Jersey news for those of you out there, the bills are wearing blue this week because the dolphins usually make the visiting team wear dark, especially early in the season. So the bills will be wearing dark. So they're going to stand out. Nice. The colors pop as they always do. The blue jerseys have worked pretty well for them so far this year but it's also going to be a little hotter in those blue jerseys than it would be in white jerseys.
2: I'm assuming they'll wear white pants this week. They haven't done that yet. They've been blue on blue, but they are 2-0 and in the blue, like you pointed out. So that might be good you know, for the Bills and an omen, I guess, uh, since they're already 2-0. and Speaking of hot, so before we get into the football stuff here, I want to circle back to something you mentioned to me maybe months ago, one of the first podcasts, and I have to give you credit. So I've actually started taking a few cold showers recently. Oh, and I love that. It is pretty awesome. It is pretty. Now, I will tell you, I don't put it really cold when I jump in. I have it warm, and then I kind of get it over to the cold as I'm in there. But it feels good, and it's way better than I thought. The only difference is, like, on my back, I'm like, oh, no. But Mm -hmm. on my face, on my head, my bald head, I love it. It's actually really good. I go to the gym. I work out, and I usually take very hot showers. And I started kind of taking that advice of, okay, what about the cold shower? Because we've talked about this, and there are a lot of health benefits to it, and you brought it up. And I think you said you started doing it, or you're doing it now. But I did it, and I'm really digging this now,
1: this cold shower thing. Are you a sauna guy? I feel like a sauna goes well with a cold shower. I am. but So at my gym, I have a steam room. And I love oh, the steam room.
2: Beautiful. And then depending on which one I go to, I have a steam room or a sauna. Um, but, but usually I only have the steam room, but I am a sauna guy when I go to the sauna. So cold showers, Matt, I, I'm telling you, I'm just here to tell everybody, like, if you've never tried it, you never experienced it, I know it's kind of a shock to your system to do it for the first time. Once you experience it, you, you see what all the rage
1: and the rave is about. Just wait until the winter how bad it is in the winter. You imagine it's tough now and it is like cold showers never get easy for anybody. I don't do them regularly or anything like that. It's occasionally, but in the winter you wake up, you work out, you do whatever you got to do and you shower and it's cold. Oh, it is awful. That's why we have a
2: hot tub at my house during the winter outside. We could just go in there when it's not, when it's like, you know, 40 degrees or 30 degrees to jump in the hot tub.
1: Yeah, well, it's all of these extreme temperatures That's that right. are apparently good for your body, either being really hot or really cold at times. I guess does wonders for you. So I don't know. I hope it continues to work for you. It's always game day in Buffalo. You can download
2: us. We appreciate you subscribing to us. Please subscribe, and that way you have every single episode immediately in your, you know, iPod, um, your app, wherever you, wherever you pod in your app. Whatever. Uh, did you just say you iPod? I did. I. Did. You said iPod. That's I amazing. What do you call it in your um in your iPhone. pod platform? You know, no, but like, what do you what do you call like say where where someone
1: gets their podcasts? What would you call it? Not just an iPhone; it could be anywhere. What would you call it? Uh, I don't even know what you would say. I would. I just I download them all. So like, I automatically they automatically download whether it's our in, podcast or right. other podcasts that I listen to. And I, I think it just your library. That's what I would okay, say. Your podcast your li- library,
2: okay, yeah. thank you. that's good. That's good. Wherever you get it from, uh, Odyssey app, all of your, um, you know, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get it from, Google Podcasts, anything like that. You know, we're always right there. Give us a nice five star rating. We appreciate that. Throw us a nice review. But uh, stay on top of things with this. And the reason why we want you to subscribe is like we're coming fast and furious every week now, Matt, like it's two episodes a week. It's after the game. It's before the game. We just did one Monday night from at the stadium after the game. Uh, we have another one coming here, obviously before the game on Sunday, we'll do another one next week, either after the game or right away Monday at some point. So, you know, we want to make sure everybody's kind of in touch and these things are timely. we want to talk about, we want to move on to the next game because that's what happens in football. You got to put that one behind you and move on to the next game.
1: Yeah. Especially this week. Cause it is a right. short week and it really caught. I mean, like, We were doing a podcast on Tuesday morning, very, very early in the day, talking about the Bills-Titans game, but even when we were doing that, people were already starting to shift their focus to the Dolphins, and it's just such a good storyline. Like, this might be the game of the week in the NFL this year, the Bills and the Dolphins, not this year, excuse me, the game of the week in week three on the NFL calendar. I mean, you've got two unbeaten teams. Tua is so polarizing because there are so many people who don't think he's good. And then there are so many people out there that are truthers about Tua. It, it, he's kind of like become the guy that the NFL needs. Every year there is one of these guys, whether it's like, is this quarterback good? Is this quarterback? It used to be Josh Allen. It right. used to be Josh Allen's great. Josh Allen's terrible. He's a game manager, blah, blah, blah. That has kind of become Tua now. And then obviously the bills are a juggernaut. They're super bowl favorites. So uh, yeah, we want to make sure we get you ready for what should be a fantastic matchup in Florida. And it is the Miami dolphins. You call it dolphins week, Matt. It's Miami
2: week. That's what you got to say. It's Miami week. That's how we say it here in Buffalo. It's officially goes back many, many years. It's Miami week. It's a a thing. It's kind of like a a high school rivalry, right? That these, uh, it goes back so many years, the rivalry, these two teams have. So we are almost eight minutes into this pod. We've talked about showers. We've talked about (laughs) uh, what, what, uh, where to get your podcast, what that's called. We need to talk about the Miami dolphins. And I want to give everybody a bit of a history lesson. So as the, uh, the old guy in this podcast, um, I go back a little further than you do, Matt. And so why, why are, why are bills and dolphins? Like, why do you hear people my age? I'm 49 turning 50 in April. Why do you hear people my age and older talk so much about hating the Miami dolphins? Because I'm guessing for people your age, you grew up mostly hating the New England Patriots, right? I mean, that's that's the team. It's not the Dolphins. You hear about it from your dad, probably, Matt, mm-hmm. but it's really the Patriots for you, I would think, and people
1: your age. Yeah, never in my life, when I was a kid, when I was growing up in right. Western New York, did I really think the rivalry with the Dolphins was that significant. I knew that it was something. I always heard my dad say, like, squish the fish and yep. you know how much they hated those teams back. But... I never really understood the kind of origins of the rivalry or why it was even a thing other than the fact that they're in the same division. Well, this is why Matt 1970,
2: the bills and the dolphins play twice a year. They're in the same division. And Back in the, you know, I mean, you go back in the 50s, 60s, and into the 70s, Buffalo was a, a thriving town, right? They had Bethlehem Steel, um, they had all these other steel mills, and general mills, and all these other plants, and businesses, and it was a big commerce, you know, section of the country, in a big city, it's one of the bigger cities in the country, and actually and even in the world, if you go back further than that, and then came the 1960s and 70s, and into the 70s, when the interstate system came about, there was really no need for the water transportation and the steel mills started closing down and they just, it would Buffalo became a city where people were leaving more than they were entering. It became a city where it was more dying. And you know that, right? I mean, yeah. that's what happened. That's, that's the story of Lackawanna, Bethlehem steel and people who lived there. And, you know, Buffalo was a city that was thriving and then suddenly just kind of, Hey, you know, we don't need to stop there anymore. And we're going to bypass that through our, our, our roadways, no more railways, things like that. And anyway, it's a long way of saying that, in the 1970s, Buffalo had a very tough decade. Lots of people lost their jobs. Um, the city was losing in population decline. Inflation was through the roof throughout the country, things like that. At that exact same time that was happening, the Miami Dolphins were kicking the ass in the Buffalo Bills every single year, twice a year, 1970 twice, 1971 twice, 1972 twice, all the way through 1979. It's literally 70 through 79, not 69, not 80. Those 1970s, 20 straight games, the Miami Dolphins beat the Buffalo Bills. In there, one of them was in 1972, when the Bills lost by I believe they I believe they missed a field goal at the end of a game to beat the Dolphins, who eventually wound up going undefeated that year. Oh. That was that was the only game that like the Bills almost beat them that year. And then 1977 came. 1977 was a tough year for Buffalo. It was the blizzard of 77. And that really put Buffalo on the map for a very, very unfortunate, you know, infamous situation. People died. There was you couldn't travel. The city was shut down for weeks. Buffalo became a punchline. It became a joke around the country because of the weather, because of the football team not being good. You know, was a part of this. Like, yeah, well, who would want to go to Buffalo and football? Was ah, you don't want to play there? Look at the snow. Look at the weather. They stink. And around the country, it was just who would ever want to be a part of Buffalo, Matt. Throughout that time, I'm telling you, Buffalo Bills fans, Buffalonians, associated all of their hate and misery and everything going on wrong with them to their psyche of their football team losing to the Miami Dolphins for 20 straight games and for an entire decade. It was a psychological thing for a long, long time. And on top of that, you had a guy named Don Shula on the other sideline who was part of the competition committee, who it was known for, at least perceived, I should say, to a lot of people, that he would get calls changed, he would get calls in his favor, and every time the Bills would play the Dolphins, it'd be close, and then something would happen, and it was, oh my God, Shula, he's on the competition committee. Or they'd meet on a Monday night, and crazy stuff would happen, and the Bills would lose. This is a four minute way of saying all of that stuff built up and pent up for people my age to learn to hate the Miami Dolphins more for psychological reasons than anything else, because they beat the Bills so badly during the worst decade ever for Buffalo and Western New York in 1980, when they played each other in the opening game in Buffalo, after all that, the bills won
1: and the fans tore down the goalposts in the (laughs) opening game of the season. That's wild. I had no idea. I mean, like I knew the bills weren't good during that decade. And of course, I know the history of the city of Buffalo and everything, but I didn't kind of know like the cross association. Now, let me ask you this, and I don't know if you know the answer to this. When I was growing up and the rivalry with the Patriots here in Buffalo was so strong and there was so much hatred, it felt one-sided. Like, Patriots fans, I don't think ever hated Bills fans. It was like, oh, you're the annoying little brother. You're just a little pest. We don't take you very seriously. When did it turn or ha- did it ever turn for the Dolphins kind of to view the same way the Bills do they do? You know, like how, a great how did that question. happen? It's a great question. And then it happened, right? Because you could say all of that and go, yeah, but
2: what about the Super Bowl years? Well, after the night, the early 1980s when the Bills are pretty good, but then the Dolphins got Dan Marino and they went to a Super Bowl uh, shortly after that. And the Bills weren't that very good for a couple of years. But the Bills still wound up going down. If people, people might not remember this, or you might not know this. Right before Joe Robbie was built, well, now it's Hard Rock Stadium. They played in the Orange Bowl for so long. The Bills had not won in the Orange Bowl. They like, never won there. And the last game the Bills ever played there, they had a huge comeback and won the game. And it was like, oh, my God, we actually went to the Orange Bowl and won. And then Jim Kelly comes along and Marv Levy comes along. And the Bills started beating down the Dolphins every year from like 1988 through the early 90s. And the Dolphins could not get over the Bills. So all of that kind of flipped the script where the Dolphins said, we hate that team. We can't get over team that team. And it became more of that kind of rivalry. And then, of course, in the 1990s, you had Brian Cox. Brian Cox, yeah. the infamous Dolphins player who gave Bill's fans the bird, the double bird walking out of the tunnel, gets in a fight with Carl guard or uh, Carwell Gardner on the field, gets thrown out of the game, all of that stuff. So I'm telling you, this goes back to the seventies because of people, my age and people older than me. And then the eighties, you had everything else that happened. And then the Carwell Gardner stuff in the nineties, Carwell guard, I'm sorry, the uh, Brian Cox, Brian Cox said, if I'm traded to Buffalo tomorrow, I would retire. He said that one time in an interview. Really? Absolutely. And Since then, though, really, since the drought started, neither team was that relevant, really, to have that kind of hatred towards each other. They just kind of hated the Patriots more than anything. So to answer your question, Matt, it turned really when Jim and Marv got here and Don Shula
1: could not beat Marv Levy and Dan Marino could not beat Jim Kelly. That's really cool. Thank you for sharing that. I feel like I'm a little bit more informed um, because I always just kind of thought, hey, it's a division thing. It was Marino. It was Kelly. I knew that the Dolphins obviously went undefeated in the early 70s, and I'm sure that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, but I didn't know kind of the layers to it. You want to know my – this isn't necessarily a Dolphins story, but as you were telling this and you were talking about kind of how Miami continued to grow during those years and Buffalo continued mm -hmm. to decline, you want to hear my really weird connection to, like, South Florida, Miami that also is connected to – okay, this is interesting. Do you know the movie Caddyshack? I do. Okay. so. My grandmother, that movie, by the way, as do most golfers and most (laughs) sports fans. Yes. My grandmother, no longer with us, Norma Vasselli. Her family was from Italy. You know, she grew up in the falls while her first cousin moved from the falls to South Florida in like the forties or fifties. Okay. Mm -hmm. He was in the stone business. And as Miami continued to grow, he continued to become richer and richer. Well, over the years, as he continued to grow his wealth, he bought a golf course in South Florida, in Davie, Florida, which is a suburb of Miami. That is the golf course where they filmed Caddyshack. Wow. Yes. So that's amazing. They the family sold the golf course years ago. I think it was in like the late 80s or the early 90s, but they never say in Caddyshack, like the, the movie Caddyshack, the premise is that's a Chicago-based golf course, but it was actually filmed in florida and it was at the country club that was owned by you know my extended family that i I never met i've never been to the golf course i've never played the golf course but it's always like a really cool interesting like oh yeah like that's really cool because people love caddyshack
2: yeah they do and um look i think uh you know there's a lot of displaced buffalonians out in south florida we see them every year it's um I would t- I was, I've been told by Bills players who played in the 90s that the team themselves would call it Buffalo South when they would play there because there'd be mm-hmm. so many Bills fans. And there will be a lot of Bills fans at the game on Sunday. So I hope everybody appreciated the history lesson on the Bills and Dolphins. And that's why here in Buffalo, it is Miami week. Let's talk about it.
3: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or